Hi, I'm Steve Mabb, Chair of the Australian Shareholders Association, and we're proud to be hosting the 2024 Investor Conference in Melbourne from the 19th to the 21st of May. And we're stoked that Phil, the host of this podcast, is going to be our special guest MC. If you haven't heard much about the ASA Conference, it's a flagship event that attracts around 300 investors and industry professionals, including the Chair of National Australia Bank this year, the Chair of AGL. We have Dr. Sam Hupert, the founder and CEO of Primedicus, and we've also got Richard White, the founder and CEO of WiseTech coming along, along with many others. For a limited time, new members can enjoy special pricing on registration for the upcoming conference, along with a complimentary 12-month digital membership with the ASA. That's two-day conference registration plus one-year ASA membership for $499, a saving of $150. Simply search for Australian Shareholders Conference Register, click on two-day conference non-member, enter the discount code MEM, as in member, 499, the number's 499, so that's MEM 499 to claim your special offer. Come along and meet me and Phil at the conference. We look forward to seeing you there. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shares for Beginners. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Shares for Beginners quick tip. Essential lessons, questions answered. Tim Ellis writes the Dad Investor blog. I found Tim when I was browsing through a list of Australian investing blogs on ShareSite. In this quick tip, Tim and I talk about the importance of learning, building a robust network to share the journey, busting the myth that market performance depends on the effort and research you put in, and getting over the idea that you have to start with a large amount of money. Absolutely. And a lot of first-time investors get nervous because they think they have to put a large amount of money in Mm. and into something that they don't know and then just wait and see what happens. But I think with these new tools and and micro-investing in particular – becoming more prominent and available to us, it, it's such a great opportunity for people to start. Like you said, $5 is all you need to get going. And yes, you can look at the numbers and work out the fees and the costs and stuff like that. But until you have some skin in the game as an investor, you don't actually know what to expect. You can you can build it up and you can be as nervous as you want. But until you get started, you don't actually know what's going to happen. But the best way I found is to actually be in the market and be in the game and go, well, this is what investing is really like. What's my next move after that? So for a lot of first-time investors, that first step is so difficult, but now the barriers to entry are just being pulled down so that you just don't need the significant um, amount of money to get started. You like to write about famous investors and what you've learned from them. Who are some of your favourites and what have they taught you? Look, I don't have any one famous investor I don't follow anyone religiously like that, but I do appreciate the wisdom that comes from a number of uh, the more prominent ones that we we see and read about. I will make one point about them, though, is that they have one thing in common, is and that's they've done it for a long time. Every single investor that I read about or hear about has done investing for a long time, and that just paints the picture that 
while we can listen to the Buffets and the um, the Barefoot Investors and you know all the the Peter Lynches of the world and stuff talk about what they invest in, how they build portfolios, I think you just got to look at them and go. These people have been doing their craft for such a long time, and that's so important to invest in. So, yeah, look, for me, I've mentioned those names. Peter Lynch is a great one. I think he has some great wisdom. Locally as well, Peter Thornhill is a great um, individual. I went and watched him speak uh, in person a few years ago, and he gives a great perspective on investing for income, and he's got a book as well. I think some, that's a fantastic read. So for me, it's... I just love hearing perspectives from people who have done things for a long time. So, you know, you've got the famous overseas investors as obviously um, there's some local people here that have some great uh, insights. But I think the common theme is listening to people who have done the same thing and effectively for a long period of time um, is a great way to build up your understanding of investing and your um, education as well. And what about surrounding yourself with a good network? What, what do you mean by that? Yeah, so for me... I'm someone that people come and talk to about money. So it's not to say I'm some kind of guru or anything, but people just know I'm into investing. I have a, you know, I have this site that I write about investing. So for me, a lot of people come to me and just don't have anyone else to talk about in terms of money or investing or numbers and things like that. And so for me, I encourage people to really go and, and build a solid group of people where you can, it's not always possible, but where you can try and find some like-minded people who are interested in not necessarily money, but just sort of, you know, that wealth building concept where you're looking to to do something more with your money. And it, and it goes not just for investing, but a lot of many aspects of your life where you are the, the average of the people around you, aren't you? So for me, I make sure that, you know, I have, I'm having conversations with friends and family about things and, and having more of them with the right people. So, yeah, I think it's just gravitating to the people who are going to be good for you in terms of your financial life is a good way to learn a lot as well. So whether that be in person or online or people you follow or read about or podcasts you listen to, if you build a habit of just listening and, and understanding perspectives of people you want to grow with, then I think you'll put yourself in a good place as well. But don't you find that you get that position where you become a, a kind of a, a, a minor authority? I guess we're both minor authorities in our own way. Yep, and all that people want to do is they want to come up and say, what do you think about blah, blah, blah? Oh, I love this question. I love it when people come up to me and say, oh, have you got an investing tip? What should I invest in? And, and they, they come up to me, they rub their hands. Oh, this guy knows how to invest. And, and they, they look at me and they go, oh, have you got an investing tip? And I go, and I know exactly how to answer this question. And they rub in their hands going, oh, he's going to tell me to invest in Netflix or, or Nvidia and, and, you know, it's going to take off. And I tell them, I go, I'll give you two bits of advice. Invest more often and invest more money. And they look at me and they go, what do you mean? I said, well, how much money do you invest in at the moment? And they go, oh, I put $1,000 in an ETF three years ago and it's sort of done something and I can't remember. I don't, it was with a broker. I don't even know the name anymore. I said, well, I, I tell them it's, look, it's not about what you're investing in. You, people just constantly chase 
they, they think the investor's job is to chase the best and find the best investment and to look for the next best option. But the reality is, is as an investor, it's your job to build up the habits, build up the craft or investing so that you can repeatedly put yourself in a better position by repeatedly doing the same tasks and actions. And they are investing more money and investing more often when you can. And so I find most of my success through my investing journey is because I've done it for such a long time and because I've been, you know, repeating the same things over and over again. It's not worrying about what I invest in. It's not trying to find a cryptocurrency that's unknown that's going to beat someone else because it's really about those habits that form your investing journey. I'm a bit more of a hard taskmaster in that when I I get that sort of question. Um, I had an uncle who was a bookmaker and every year I'd say, what should I put my money on in the Melbourne Cup? And he'd say, keep your money in your pocket. <laughs> and I, I just say to people, if you're going to ask that question, keep your money in your pocket. You've got to go and learn. You've got to invest in learning yourself, don't you? And that's what it comes down to. You've got to learn and actually know just even a little bit about what you're doing. Absolutely. And people love shiny things. And so they love the, the products. They love the investments, the stocks, the cryptocurrencies, the new ETFs, the tools, the platforms, they love that stuff. And so that's in a way the most popular stuff that people find on my website and that's the stuff that they read the most. But I try and gravitate them towards the topic of investing, becoming an investor because it's not about investing in shares. That's the task. The craft is becoming an investor and it's made up of so many things and it's made up of you determining not just what to invest in, but what not to invest in and when to invest and when not to invest. And so, you know, people don't like to hear that you shouldn't be doing anything, you know, especially with, you know, which horse to pick. So for me to tell people that they should be building habits is is hard to digest because, you know, it's something that they need to put time into. You can't just magically pick a stock and just become a millionaire overnight because it doesn't work like that. So it's very much a behavioral thing. And, and as, while it's not as flashy as talking about products, it's something that's so important and probably underserved in terms of what we see and read about a lot. I found you on the share site site, which was about the um, their uh, favorite investing blogs. And yep. what's your thoughts on benchmarking? Because for me, to suddenly see it starkly in there, what you're trying to do compared to if you just went into a, like a, we've been talking about an index ETF, and it can be so deflating when you say, if I just put my money just in this thing and just sat back and didn't do anything, I would have been so much better off. Yeah. So how do you, how do you approach yeah, share sites? A great tool. I've been a user of share site for a number of years. It's got that great feature where you can benchmark against a common ETF or, um, or fund and, and, and see how your portfolio performs in comparison. So for me, I track at the moment against the S&P 500. So it's the ETF IVV. That's been fairly decent the last five or 10 years. And so that in many aspects does overshadow my portfolio performance. And you're right, it is deflating when you put in so much work and effort in towards investing. And then you look at something like the S&P 500, one of the cheapest ETFs you can get is doing a better job at the, at you, than you. And while it is sort of deflating to look at it, it's also a great reminder for me and for many investors that the market does not care how much more effort you're putting in. So it doesn't matter how much time or effort you're putting into researching stocks, finding the cheapest or most actively managed ETF. 
the market will do its own thing. You're just there for the ride. So it's it, it doesn't really impact your investing results, how much effort you put in. It might you might like to think that, but for me at least, more effort has not <laughs> has not turned into more results. I have fun with it, but for the most part, like that talked about the core part of the portfolio, that just sits there and does nothing. And it builds me wealth without me having to do anything. And so that is the benchmark really. Just that average return that you're looking to achieve over time is something that you can get without putting any effort into it at all. So there's a lot of noise out there, but the reality is it doesn't matter because the market keeps moving and you can grab those average returns. Phil Muscatello and FinPods are authorised reps of Money Sherpa. The information in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't take into account your personal situation. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 